emergency episode, episode 72 of Section 138. I'm your host, Mark Colley. As always, I'm joined by Bryson and Jacob. Um, not very great circumstances to be talking under. No, it's horrible circumstances, and you usually ask uh, how we're doing, and I think we all are in the same boat as well as any baseball fan, and that is complete, complete horrible. Uh, it's a slap in the face, and it's quite, it's disgusting. Um, there's no really other way to put it. I said, what, what was it, three days since we actually recorded our weekly episode, and I said hopefully we're here next week with something about a season being played, and today we were c- caught off of a blindside with the possibility of no season at all a week after Commissioner Rob Manfred said at the draft that he is 100% certain there will be baseball. So you can, everyone can kind of understand the turn of events we've experienced here, but uh, these are, this, is, this is absolutely horrible. Uh, this is at an all-time low, in my opinion, for the game. It's brutal right now. You know, like Bryson said, Rob Manfred said, yeah, we're going to have a season, and uh, well, clearly I'd, he's in doubt of that right now. And it's just to see this happening when, you know, the league's had so long to deal with this, it's just it's it's very aggravating. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and just to give it the full picture, I guess, we had, of course, Rob Manfred saying on the night of the draft that there's 100% going to be baseball. And we had kind of already known that because there was the fallback plan of playing 50 games, whatever. But now he's coming out and saying, actually, I'm not confident that there's going to be baseball this year. And now the owners are demanding that the players, um, the, the Players Association waives all um, ability to take legal action against the league should they hold this season this year. And the legal action meaning um, not negotiating in good faith. And if the MLB is proven to not have been negotiating in good faith, then they would have to pay billions of dollars worth of player salaries to make up for that. So I, oh, it's a mess. I'm so mad about it, but I think I'll just read what Trevor Bauer said about it on Twitter. I think he described it really, really well. He wrote, quote, players told you to set the season because the MLBPA was saying, okay, players, we're ready. We're going to take 50 games. We're ready to play now. And then Bauer continued, but it's too early to set the season right now, isn't it, Rob? Because then you'd have to explain why you're going to impose 50 games when we could easily play 70-plus right now. The tactic is to bluff with no season again and delay another two to three weeks until you think the until you clear the risk of not negotiating in good faith by trying to play as many games as possible. So basically, as Bauer is pointing out, Manfred is trying to stall and delay for a few more weeks to get everything on his side and make this situation perfect. But at the same time, he is putting everything at risk. He is putting the relationship between the owners and the players, which is already in tatters, at risk. He's putting the entire season at risk with this absurd demand of waiving um, the ability to um, you, you know, go after MLB for not negotiating good faith. It's just... It is a total joke, and I have more to say about it, but I'll let you guys talk about it a little bit now if you want. Yeah, why not? Uh, let's just start this off with, like, I think it's, you know, if you got, if, if I were to ask this question to you guys at the beginning of 2020, you'd probably think it'd be a ridiculous question, but I think it's a question that we all need to actually take into consideration, and that is, do the owners even care about the, the fans, and do the owners even care about the game? Um, this, this, this is a complete 
complete 360 compared to where we were on Saturday. And I look at it in multiple ways, including uh, Mark, how Trevor Bauer, first of all, you know things are bad when Trevor Bauer is being the mature one over Commissioner <laughs> Rob Manfred. This is a guy who destroyed his finger with a drone in a playoff series against the Jays a couple years ago. So the fact that he's the one being more mature about this and laying down actual facts, it's concerning. And if, in my opinion, it puts, and I think all of you guys can agree, it puts Rob Manfred right now is on track to be one of the worst commissioners or probably the worst commissioner in all of professional sports right now. Uh, they're the only league, like we mentioned, that has no plan. Well, there's a plan, but there is no agreement. There's no dates. There is absolutely nothing. And even if this is a tactic, did, did the owners really think, you know, even if there's no agreement between the players and the league, which will likely be the only way now if there's a season, and since Commissioner Manfred has the power to implement a season based off the March 26th agreement, the one thing I don't understand is did they really think that they'd get away with this without a possible grievance? Like, did they really, really think... They can just sneak this one under the table, you know, amid all of the fan backlash and even the players that they can get away with this. And I, I've said it. I, I said that even if there's a season, it's a win short term. But long term, this this sets up a, a like this sets up a labor war that could easily be more than one year. Um, if there's no season this year, and let's say the CBA doesn't ex- expire for what another ten years instead of next year, you know, I think. The fans, I think the fans would be pissed off, but when it's all said and done, I think the fans would return uh, to be interested in the sport and so on. But with the CBA expiring in the next two years, what are the chances fans actually don't want anything to do with this game anymore? And it's really concerning for the brand of the game. There's going to be a massive hit financially and popularity-wise. Uh, who, who's going to want to put up with this? You know, you're seeing more about um, negotiation wars rather than a chance to be one of the first... North American sports to come back and bring a country together. You know, there was the July 4th start date that everyone had in mind. And the other thing I look at is not only is there a grievance, regardless if um, the season's played with a 48-game schedule or 50 games or whatever, the owners would definitely... The owners are scared. In fact, they are terrified of losing that grievance. So what it is, is it's the MLB either being completely terrified or using this as a negotiation tactic, which nobody is falling for this time. There's been multiple leaks in dates at, at the, the start of this, way earlier. I'm talking two months ago with early, early leaks that they were doing on purpose. And this was all an effort to try to break the union. And I think it's pretty clear that the union, in other words, is stronger than ever. Um, there's been reports that there's been conference calls with up to hundreds of players. And not one player has disagreed with any of what the union's been saying. In fact, this has made the union as strong as ever. And I guess you have to give them credit for not cracking under under these uh, tactics. You know, threatening that for no season is complete, complete BS, in my opinion, to say it the cleanest way possible. And Trevor Bauer even explained it in the thread. They need that playoff money. They need their playoff money. That's the only source of revenue, main revenue, that they can make this season without fans. And it's another tactic. And even to look at it even more, and this definitely puts everything together, is they're trying to reduce the calendar purposely, like what Trevor Bauer again explained in his Twitter thread. You can't impose a 50-game season now and say that you did this the best possible way uh, and set the best number amount of games possible in fairness to what the MLB was negotiating, or sorry, the players were negotiating with the MLB. So in order to do this, you know, in 10 days or so, are you going to see Commissioner Manfred all of a sudden say, oh, by the way, there's going to be a 50-game season? You know, acting like nothing happened in those two weeks while he's intentionally 
taking time away from the calendar. And I said it last week. I said, or sorry, not last week, three days ago. I'm just used to saying that is they're purposely doing this and now they're wasting time. So if this is something that the MLB is doing, they're doing a, a damn good job of it because it went from July 4th to July 17th. And Trevor Bauer, once again, they hate to name drop him so many times, but he explained it perfectly. Like you said, Mark, he lays out the additional time it's going to take for everyone to report. It takes it to the end of June for which spring training can start at the earliest. And now you're looking at a mid to late July start. And that uh, puts a 50-game season a lot more likely. But the fact that they thought they can get away with this without a grievance is mind-blowing, in my opinion. And Jacob, I don't don't want to take any talking time away from you, so I'd love to hear what you have to say. But I just, I can't believe this. Um, It's a slap in the face to every single baseball fan. And it hurts. It it, it hurts. Who is going to want to put up with this? when they know that there's going to be another labor war or there's tensions already for the next couple of years with the new CBA and this season. Multiple grievances are going to be filed between both sides and it just it's completely ruining the game. Players are frustrated and the players even asked for a date to report. They said it. Tony Clark has made two um, statements in the past 24 hours about, or he said, all right, we're done negotiating, set a date, tell us when to come. And all of a sudden, they add, they, they mention a grievance they thought they'd get away with, and all of a sudden, they think they can get away with it. So the fact that they think they can get away with it without a grievance, I don't know what world they're living in, uh, but be prepared to fight be, because, because you had no interest in paying what you agreed to on March 26th. You had no interest in paying them a, a pay cut that they're already agreed to because there won't be 162 games. So I don't know what else they want other than making $10 billion in 2019 and you know making record highs and they can't take one year not even less than half of a year to eat some eat salary and i just i i I don't know what else to say about it other than it's completely ruthless yeah i'm oh god i send some select words into our chat that i will not repeat here on the podcast but i said i'm so pissed now with a word in between there that i'm not going to repeat but it's true this is Ah, it's like you just said, like the players are saying, okay, we're ready. Like we've had enough with your crap. Just give us a date to report. We're done with negotiating. Set a 50 game season. Let's do it. And now the commissioner is saying, actually, no, I I can't do that. I'm going to add this new grievance um, waiving condition that we have to have to start the season. Because in my view right now, the owners know that they're getting slammed for not negotiating in good faith. They know it because we've seen it all along. We had an agreement in March that said, okay, we're going to be playing whatever with prorated salaries. And now the players, or excuse me, the owners are totally going back on that. So in my view, it is 100% clear that the owners are not negotiating in good faith. So knowing that they're, trying to to get this grievance waiving thing into the agreement which is never going to happen the players association is never going to sign that so in my view baseball is done for this year we're not going to have baseball for this year and then we're going to lose billions of dollars of revenue this year and billions of dollars of revenue down the line and then add to all of this the fact that fan support for this sport is going to crumble in the blink of an eye, we're going to see fans and not just fans, but front office staff, um, stadium attendees, everyone is going to be leaving this game in droves. And in my mind, like baseball's dead. 
now. Like, if we don't play this year and then CBA negotiations next year are going to explode into the same type of thing we're seeing right now because, of course, as you just mentioned, they're going to be filing a grievance. Tensions are going to somehow be even higher than they are right now. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I'll probably sleep on this and think better of it next time we record. But right now, I'm just, I'm done with baseball for right now. Yeah, I think the the way you're describing it is perfect. I think everybody's just so fed up with this. And the one thing I'm thinking about is me as a fan. You know, I watch sports because it's a fun and relaxing things to thing to do. The last thing I want to be thinking about is this kind of crap where it's, oh, well, are we even going to play or, you know, I feel bad for the players because they just want to play and the owners and Rob Manfred are just kind of screwing with them. And it just, it, it, it makes me very angry. And I think one of the things that makes me the most angry is the fact that, you know what, I think baseball might be dead soon. Like you just mentioned and a couple days, well, actually yesterday, Sid Sixero from Tim and Sid, he, he, he said, or he put a tweet out and he said, Dear Baseball, very soon I will be able to watch every sporting event live or on demand, not to mention Netflix, Amazon, or any other streaming service. This isn't 1994, it's 2020, and I'll have choices. If you cancel the season because of money, you're dead to me. And to me, this actually, you know, it perfectly sums everything up. I I mentioned this a few times where this isn't, you know, a day, the era where you had to just watch whatever was given to you. We literally have whatever we want available to us at any given moment. And if baseball wants to, you know, pull this type of stuff where actually we're not going to play because of, you know, we're just trying to be greedy. The fans are going to think, well, I don't care anymore. You know, if you want to be like this, there's other things to watch that are a million times less stressful than this. You know, if I want to watch an NHL game because it's entertaining. I like baseball because, you know, I've, grown up with it i like watching it but to now think that you know it's just it's not going to work or the playing is not going to work because the owners are just kind of messing with everybody and they're just they're trying to pressure everybody into doing what they want it's just it's it's not good and i think unfortunately this season is done i think rob manford saying that he is quote-unquote not confident that there will be a 2020 season just basically means it's you flush it down the toilet at this point you know i don't think it's really going anywhere and you know like you said bryson with the cba expiring very soon you know this is just it's it's not looking good what like i said what player is going to want to go on a field or on the field and play for guys that don't even really care for about about them they just want their money you know and what type of fan is going to go and pay for overpriced beer and hot dogs and all that type of stuff and pay for the, the seating and, you know, spend a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort in going into these games to watch players who are basically just under control of these team, these owners. And they're just treating them as if, well, you know what, we don't care. We just need our money. And right now, you know, you're not making us money. And they're just, they're just, they are screwing with everybody. And this is just, it's not fair to anybody, to, especially a player. Yeah, it doesn't help. And right when we got off of our show on Saturday, we all of us missed it, but the owners actually made a new TV playoff deal. They made a new contract extension with Turner Sports, and I don't have the exact value in front of me, but it's worth 40% more than what they make now. So yeah, it, was in the, it was in the billions. Oh yeah, it was in the billions. And the fact that they're actually you know, negotiating with Turner Sports, fine, 
and the fact that they're going to be making more money down the line, which means they can poss possibly make up for the money that they've lost this year because of the no fans, uh, it puts even, you know, it's more of a slap in the face. And to put it in the terms of tensions, uh, even if you want to look at it from the owner's side, what owner now, if tensions continue to rise within the next couple of years, what owner is going to, or what owners are going to want to pay any sort of player their actual value in free agency? How does this hurt free agency in terms of player value? We, we've seen this the past couple of years with free agency kind of, you know, it's it's lost traction. Um, vet, you know, so many veterans are out of jobs. Uh, you, you know, players have originally, I guess, the, to look at it most recently, you know, a player like J.D. Martinez, who went into free agency expecting, like, I don't, I don't even know what the exact number was. I think it was over $500 million he wanted. And he, he got, like, half of that for the Red Sox. You know, owners were, owners had no interest in signing these players to these contracts based off of what the players wanted. Well, if there's going to be tensions now, what owner's going to want to pay anybody anywhere close to what their actual value is? Players are going to hurt from this as well, which sucks. Uh, I'm not saying it's... I, I Obviously, I don't agree with it, but there's so many you know, side effects that are, are, that are going to happen. And after watching the, um, the long summer documentary yesterday with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, uh, to, alluding to your point, Jacob, uh, this was, this, these two players arguably saved the game four years after the 94 player strike because of all the interest that was lost in the game. Those two players, the, the home run battle they had each, you know, day in and day out, you know, those two arguably saved the game. There was reporters tweeting about, you know, there was no other time in baseball where they were more excited to talk about it daily because that's the best part about baseball. Like I've sa I said also previously, when your team's on every night and winning, it's on every single day, and there was it saved the game. But if you look at it in 2020 with that tweet you mentioned, Jacob, uh, who's going to even... It's like, it's like nobody will even notice that the game's gone because of all of the access they have to streaming services and the popularity and surge of these other sports. Uh, who is going to want to pay this attention? And that's why I think if you don't play this year, and this go this is, becomes a thing that's over one year long with a labor dispute, this could this could easily destroy the game. Uh, I think there's I st I still believe there's way too much to lose, and you guys agree with me on this for this season to not be played. You know, I hope from what we're seeing that this is just a tactic used by Manfred, and in a couple weeks he comes out and says, oh by the way, there's a 50 game season starting in the you know, end of July, because I think we'd take that, but there is no escape from this where you come out on the other side with it being beneficial for the future. Because like I said, if you want to take it year by year, I guess you can get through this year, but this thing's not going away with these two sides. This is going to come back right in December. It'll start way before the winter meetings with demands from both the players and the owners who, you know, the owners are probably going to try and save as much money as possible by not paying players like I mentioned a few minutes ago. And players are going to rightfully want more demands and compensation, which they completely are entitled to. Uh, this it this this is a chain down effect, and I think I've proven it with everything I've said. But the the scary part is there's still so much other stuff that I haven't mentioned that are going to be hurt by this. And one other thing, if you want to even look at it, is the players and the uh, the players and the owners haven't even agreed to all safety protocols yet. So not only have they haven't agreed to any of the the money aspect of it. There's still safety protocols that have barely been discussed because this thing is still just taking over by the money. And this is what really, if you look at it, is killing the 2020 season. Time's ticking. But who knows what this tactic is by Manfred. There's a slim chance, even though I don't believe it, that he's being dead serious about there not being a season. But the one thing I know for sure is they're afraid of this grievance. 
Um, he's intentionally taken away dates from the calendar, and the players won't forget about this. This uh, this is this is scary. This is frightening for the future of the game. Uh, who knows? Like I said, maybe some fans come back from this and recover from it and get interested in the game again. But ultimately, the brand will hurt a lot from this. Yeah, and when you say frightening for the future of the game, I just want to like kind of dive into this a little bit and have us like actually talk about what we mean when we talk about the future of the game. Like baseball, it, it's called America's pastime for a reason. Yes, the popularity of the sport has been decreasing a lot over the past, you know, 50 years. Um, I just saw a uh, stats earlier today that showed that baseball was like the everyone's favorite sport. It was like 40% of Americans favorite sport in the 1950s. And right now it's at 9%. I think football is like 40%. But what we're looking at is baseball becoming like the MLS or um, I don't know, WWE or UFC or something like that. Even UFC is pretty popular. We're looking at this sport you know, you're not going to walk around and see people wearing Red Sox hats or Blue Jay hats or Yankees hats. You're going to walk around and see people wearing hats of the Maple Leafs or the NHL. Like, it, it the, the 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 reality that we're facing right now with the sport, like we've said many times, maybe dying after this year. It's just, oh, it's so frustrating because baseball could have avoided this. This is their own problem that the owners have somehow concocted to destroy the game. And no one saw it coming, but here we are. And this is a situation we find ourselves in. And like you mentioned, Bryson, the tactics that Rob Manfred is using right now, I don't know what he's intending to do. Of course, he wants to play a season. I think he has to understand the realities of what we're facing right now, how the sport could be on its final legs but at the same time I don't know why he thought it was a good idea to say this um, I don't know if he thought it would appease either side whether it's the owners or the players I don't know what he was thinking but clearly it's just inflamed everything it's destroyed his credibility it's destroyed pretty much everything in baseball right now and it sets us back months if not years in negotiations I do want to bring up this interesting piece of information that was tweeted by a reporter who said a uh, former senior MLB employee said this to her. Um, and I'll just read what um, she wrote. It said, quote, Rob came up through a legal track in a law firm. This is talking about Rob Manfred and kind of his background and his mentality when it comes to these negotiations. Um, quote, I'll compare a law firm to a typical corporation where you've got hundreds, if not thousands, of employees who care about corporate culture. We're going to have an all-hands-on meeting and talk about corporate goals and pull the same direction. That's not a law firm. And Rob Manfred, who came through a law firm, is, I've got eight clients, a couple partners that work with these clients. I've got 10 associates, and we're going to get this thing done, and we're going to be here until midnight or all night, and you can bitch and moan, but that's how we get work done. He grew up in that environment. He sits across the labor table for most of his baseball career negotiating to get stuff done and hurting people's feelings is not a factor in his life. In fact, he might make your life uncomfortable to get things done um, in the way he wants it done. I think it takes a certain person to come up through the ranks and say, I can't do this anymore. I don't like this. And Rob is more like, I love this. I'm going to beat you. And that's where he is right now today. So that just gives you a picture of 
what is going on and, and what where Rob Manfred is in all of this. And oh, I, I know I'm ranting, but it is so frustrating to watch this man-made disaster wreck the league that we love and the, the sport that we love and the sport that we've committed hundreds of hours and um, thousands of dollars to over the course of our lives. And here we have greedy owners who are saying, nope, we don't really care about all that. We're fine with baseball dying as a sport to save uh, a few bucks this year. I just, like I said before, I'm done right now. I'm just done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's the definition of an owner's commissioner who completely favors the owner's side. And, you know, you see that, I guess, in or you see that a lot in sports, unfortunately, but this has gotten to the extent where it's it's extremely overboard and it's frustrating too because when you look at other sports um the one commissioner who is more of a players commissioner considerably is Adam Silver of the NBA and it just shows that when you're in good dialogue with both sides um it this benefits the game po- popularity wise and the fact that there's no labor stoppages um this i just i don't know i i don't know what manfred thought he can do with this coming out today because this ultimately this shocked the baseball world. This has been blowing up on Twitter. You're having commissioners from every single sports league trending on Twitter, probably because they're all comparing um, this to Rob Manfred. And a lot of people are just saying Rob Manfred's the worst commissioner in pro sports and will be one of the worst of all time. Uh, I, 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 I'm speechless. I, I don't know why this is happening. And the one thing that the one thing that bothers me is we know that majority of these negotiations or proposals. Have come via email. They're not like I, have they have a have they had a phone call? Like, have, has there been any sort of Zoom call in which everybody's doing, uh, or everyone's been forced to do these past couple months? Has there been any type of Zoom call or any sort of cro- conference call that they've made both sides? I'm not just talking about all owners and all players because we know that's happened. But have they actually met other than exchanging emails? Because you know that that's concerning to say the least of the motivation uh, from the owner side, like. Who do they care? I I'm gonna go back to it. Do they care about their fans and do they care about their game? Uh, I it's time if they really want to get this done without a grievance. And you know, Manfred, if you want to avoid a grievance or any other owner, the only way you do that is if you make a deal with the union. So I don't know what it is. If you want to social distance in a room with Tony Clark and other people of the union and other people from the MLB side, social distance. You need to meet. You need whether it's face to face or on Zoom. You have to meet because I don't know how much they have actually met. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this too. It's been majority email. Like, how do you how do you try and make a proposal during a global pandemic via email? Not once, not twice. There's been what three, four offers from both sides, counter offers, starting offers, uh, and, and who knows what what else happens? Who knows how many other offers come because the union demanded a, uh, an answer from the league, which was today on Monday, June 15th, and they got a harsh answer. And that is that, hey, there might not be a season to begin with because of this grievance that you guys are holding up on us. I don't know what they expected, like I said before, but these two these two sides, it goes on both of them. They need to meet. They need to get something done because I don't know. I'm questioning the motivation from even the owner side because based off of the proposals, it's been nowhere in the player's favor. The motivation that they have to get something done, do they even care? Uh, it's time to meet face-to-face. Stop, like I, I just can't believe they're handling this via email. 
you know, I just see minor things could be handled via email. This is a proposal to start the season that was supposed to start, what, three months ago, four months ago. We were in spring training four months ago, halfway through spring training, and it got canceled. We know we, we, we had a podcast today. It shut down, what, not even 24 hours after the NBA. The NHL shut down the same day. This is a pandemic that has stopped. Stop North American sports. Baseball had the chance to be the first North American sport back. And based off of the initial timeline, like we wanted July 4th, they could have easily started spring training, what, Monday, June 15th. They could have easily started spring training by now. This could have been players already at camp, uh, going through proper protocols, testing, playing games. They could have started now. This is a Monday, June 15th. What, we're three, we are three weeks away from July. This, this would have been crazy to, to think that we're going into the end of June and spring training hasn't even been 2.0, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. Spring training hasn't even started. There has been zero, zero, zero dates given. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's time to meet in person if you really want this game played this year. Because guess what? If it's, there's no season this year, this is going into next year. I don't know how many times we've said it. Sorry to annoy you guys. But this is a labor um, battle that's going to last years. So do you, I don't know if, if they're intentionally trying to dig the, the sport into the ground, but for the people that watch baseball and like baseball don't deserve to have this game run by people or don't deserve to have this game run by the people that run baseball. They don't, de- we, us fans, I'm talking from our perspective too. We don't deserve this. We love baseball. We've been baseball fans for what? Majority of our lives to going back to whatever age we started remembering things. How do we deserve this? For we don't deserve the people that run this game. It's that simple. There needs to be some sort of cha- there needs to be change in the sport. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you get people in whatever generation you want to call who doesn't have interest in the sport. How do you get people to be interested in an era like today without the games being played on? Because people will simply forget about this sport if there's no if there's no games played, and it it scares me. It, it really does because they're the only sport it seems in this entire global globe. Uh, continent or whatever that is has zero plan zero dates it's it's so frustrating and that's to say the least and that's to say it the cleanest way possible yeah i it's it's just it's beyond frustrating and one thing you mentioned how you know this is like a global pandemic and that kind of triggered the thought of to me the mlb along with any type of sports league is essentially a business and what we've seen throughout the past three, four months is that every business is starting to lose money or has been losing money. Although the difference with the MLB is they're trying to put it on the players. They're trying to say, well, you know what? We still need our money as owners. You guys, whatever. We don't really care. And then they get mad when the players don't like it. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but like if someone said, you go work for me and take a pay cut while I, you know, continue to sit in my mansion, I'd be pretty annoyed too. And it just, it's, it's insane that these people honestly think that, you know, they, that this is how they're going to continue the sport. And we've seen in the past few years, they're all, they're always some old pace of play or or whatever it's called. They want to make the game more engaging for people. You don't have to watch four intentionally thrown balls so that uh, the player can just go to first base. He just, he goes instantly and they're, no more mound visits and they want to make it so you have to have three batters per reliever so it's not a bunch of uh bullpen switches per inning and it's just to see that they're they've been trying to make the game more entertaining but then they don't care to actually play the game that just it's mind-boggling and i just 
like you said, Bryson, we we don't deserve this. We've seen the NBA; they want to play in Orlando. The NHL, they have a fully fleshed out plan, and I believe a couple days ago, I don't know if this is confirmed, but they've already said that they want to play, and I think it was Vegas as one of their hub cities. You know, so they're they're they've got a plan in place. Hopefully, Toronto's the other one, but uh, that's a separate discussion. Um, you know, they've got they've got all these things that they want to do because they know that people want to watch this game and the MLB just seems to not really care. They're like, eh, well, I mean, we'll make our money. Uh, who cares? And th- that's not fair. Like I said earlier, what player or what employee is going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to bring you revenue, but I'm going to take a big pay cut out of that. That's, it's not reasonable. I wouldn't do it. And I don't blame anybody. And I think Rob Manfred, you know, uh, just before we started this podcast, I think it was Mark, but you sent this, uh, what is it? A petition to oh, remove yeah. Rob Manfred. I, I honestly would sign that. It's he. Well, I did sign it, but he, <laughs> he he's a joke right now, and he he needs to be gone. I he just he's ruining the sport, especially after all the things that he's tried to do to bring the game or to make the game more entertaining. Which that even still I don't agree with, but he's just he's at an all time low, like you said earlier. Yeah, and I ah. Uh... Every time I think about it, I just get more and more frustrated because, you know, this all started when the owners said, we're not going to pay you prorated salaries, which I will remind you again and again, like Bryson said, sorry if I'm annoying anyone listening, but I'll remind you, they agreed on this and MLB, the owners are saying, no, we're not going to honor that agreement now. So... The owners are saying, oh, we can't afford to pay prorated salaries. Well, first off, you shouldn't have agreed to it in the first place if you couldn't pay for it. And second off, it's not like the owners are poor. These are billionaires. There's an agent, Joel Wolf, who uh, was quoted as saying this, quote, the Marlins played without fans for 15 years, yet still managed to give a player the biggest contract in sports history, that being Giancarlo Stanton, who got over $300 million dollars for a 12-year, 13-year deal. Um, And then the quote continues, and then the Marlins sold the team for a billion-dollar profit with five competing buyers, this being all for a team that hasn't had a winning record in forever. His, you know, Jeffrey Loria, the former owner of the team, didn't care really how they did. He was, like, to say that owners can't afford to pay this extra dollar, let's say it was a billion dollars. To the players. I don't know how much it actually is, but if they were paying prorated salaries, let's pay it's, say it's an extra billion dollars for the owners. When these teams are now worth, you know, well over a billion dollars and you yourselves are billionaires and this money is going to be distributed across the league, plus the fact that you have new um, telecom deals that are going to be worth billions upon billions of dollars. Like, it's a joke. Like, don't say you can't make it work. Like, no, make it work. This is your job to play baseball. And you're just betraying so many fans right now, myself included, that, like, I don't know if I really can cheer for the Blue Jays with, you know, a a full heart because – it's uh, – I'm done. I've said it so many times, but I'm done. Well, the funny part was I was – I actually had an encounter with somebody on Twitter. I'm not going to reveal his name. But he told me, and I quote, that he watches the game only for the front of the jersey, the franchise. And I guess you can't deny that. But how can you – how can that franchise be valuable when you don't – without players, without people playing? I just – I don't understand the logic of the few people that think this is 
all on the, the player's fault. But look, uh, after looking at numbers, and we know this, it was a record of revenue that they set last year. It was I think it was, to be exact, $10.1 billion. And then if you want to look at the salary expenses that they paid off, it was around $3 billion. So simple, simple subtraction, that's at least $7 billion. I'm sure there's other fees that you pay, but let's just say you're roughly walking away with you know, at least $5 billion in profit. So, and then there was another owner, I don't even remember the guy's name, and I think you guys saw it, or even if you haven't saw it, he called uh, owning a baseball team not profitable, sorry, profitable, profitable. So the fact that that's happening, and then they're making TV deals that are worth billions more than what they are now, like I said, 40% more than what it is now that kicks up, kicks in in 2022 or something like that. Uh, if, if it's not profitable for you, give me the team for free because I'd love to take the team. Uh, I don't, I don't understand the logic of them saying that. And I think it's just getting to a point where the owners or the MLB are just saying anything they can. But the problem is the more they say something, the worse it makes them look. So I think it's time for them to be quiet. Uh, I think they've said enough unless they want to hurt their, their side even more and make their grievance against them look even worse when they lose it. Sit down, make a deal with Tony Clark, Zoom call the guy, phone call, I don't know, make a phone call, go to the guy's house, social distance, wear masks, wear gloves, talk to the guy. There needs to be dialogue, there needs to be stronger dialogue if you want this sport to survive, and that's as simple as that. We know attendance has been dropping, you talked, Mark, based off of the popularity decreasing, attendance has been dropping, whether you blame prices or not, and a lot of it too is fan interest. I, I don't know what I don't know what else they want to look at it other than... The, it, it's the future of the sport you're talking. You're not looking at short term. This is long term. So uh, I can't believe that we went to this point after talking on Saturday. I said to you guys to end it off. Hopefully we're back with, you know, Commissioner Manfred implementing the season. and We can talk about predictions. That doesn't look like it's going to be the case. But hey, I was wrong on Saturday. And the optimistic side of me, hopefully I'm wrong again. By I'm, I'm sure we're on track to record Saturday. We'll talk about some other things. Uh, we'll We'll figure it out. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much worse it gets because we. I thought it was worse enough that there was complete distance in the progress of the negotiations. But this is at an all-time low for me. Uh, I wasn't alive in 1994, and I know the impact it had on the strike. But this, I think, no doubt that this could be more devastating by a long shot over 1994. So, for baseball fans, including us, or you know, pointing us out because uh, we know each other well, we're holding on for dear life here. But the truth is, nobody knows, including us. I don't think even I don't even know how many, uh, how much the general managers know. I don't know what the heck. I don't know who knows what, other than Manfred. I don't know what the future holds. Um, we like we said, we thought July fourth was going to be when we started. It doesn't even look like it's going to be the case until late July now. But hey, uh, there's there's always room for optimism. But how much more optimism can you have after what we heard about today? The fact of going from 100% guaranteeing a baseball season to no confidence whatsoever in a baseball season happening. Uh, that's a complete nosedive. And if you want to look at graphs, it's a complete spike and it's a complete drop in hopes of optimism. So this is an absolute roller coaster. This is one of the uh, roughest roller coasters I've been on as a sports fan of any sport because I don't think I've seen it as bad as this in any type of sport. There's been lockouts, sure. But the fact that the future of the sport is in question and people know that it makes it even, it makes it even worse. So, you know, it was good to blow off some steam. Uh, but you know, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know if where you guys go with this. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't, I've said my piece and I am still very frustrated about it, but yeah, I'm exactly. sure like I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll be over it. But right now, like you said, it's drawing a lot of parallels to 1994 and it's very scary the way baseball is trending. And I do just want to add one more thing with, players tweeting out uh, about this this whole situation and major league baseball isn't that politically active i mean like you look at other sports like the nfl there was people kneeling for the national anthem which is of course going to happen again when it comes back and then you have you know the nba which you know very much galvanized by the shut up and dribble slang and it's a very political league to go along with the NFL, but you look at baseball, it's not a very political league. A lot of baseball players kind of do just keep their head down and don't get involved with a lot of the political stuff because I, I don't, I don't know why something about the culture of the sport is different than other sports, but you're seeing players in droves now come out now and criticize major league baseball. You have on the blue Jays, Jordan Romano saying anyone hiring this summer, um, in response to a tweet from Jeff Passan, you have Marcus Stroman, um, uh, tweeting Trevor Bauer about how much of a mess this is right now. Bryce Harper saying what's good Philadelphia Eagles, like trying to, to get on their team in the NFL, like he's just done with baseball right now. You have Jason Kipnis um, saying, Dear Adam Silver, you up? MLB players, from MLB players. You have all these sorts of players. Pete Alonzo also coming out. You have um, Travis Shaw, of course, of the Blue Jays coming out and calling this an embarrassment to the sport and saying um, MLB should be embarrassed. Everyone involved, I'm embarrassed. This is a joke. You have Joe Hudson, um, a catcher for the Mariners, I believe. He says, for the first time in my life, I'm embarrassed to be a professional baseball player, and I've made seven outs and four at-bats in one game before. This is worse. And then you have Jake Diekman tweeting, the return of sports on ESPN tonight should have been great TV. Five out of six commissioners have their beep together. Uh, it's All the players are coming out in droves. Randall Grishik, another guy, criticizing the league and I think, of course, they are on one side of this, but it's just goes to show how much of a mess we are in right now. And I mean, I said it once, I'll say it again. It's probably going to be the title of this episode. Like baseball, in my view, is dead right now. Um, and it's going to take a miracle to revitalize the sport. Hopefully we have something like that summer of 98 with McGuire and Sosa, but who knows? And honestly, it's not good news for the sport. And uh, I don't... I've said my piece. I'm done. Um, but I guess we'll leave it there. And thank you for tuning in to our ranting. And in lieu of a normal call to action, rating or reviewing this podcast, I'll encourage you to sign the petition to remove Rod Manfred um, as a commissioner of Major League Baseball. You can go to change.org. The link um, is too long for me to read, but I can put it in the notes below to this website. Sign it. Rob Manfred doing a horrible job in baseball in the dumpster right now but uh yeah we'll be back here saturday hopefully with a little bit of better news but until then stay safe and we'll catch you next week